0: Hello everybody. This is Victor here from Trend Following Trading for Beginners, and here's my weekly update on my sample trading portfolio coming up next. Hi everybody, before the start of this podcast I just want to say thank you for listening to my podcast so far And um, remember I'm here to help if you have any particular query and you want to link up with me You can you can basically contact me through Facebook messaging or Instagram or Twitter And basically just ping me a question, I'm here to try to help you or at least point you the right direction So without further ado, here's this week's podcast Welcome back everybody It's another weekly update. Uh just one I don't know how you feel last week but just uh, to me anyway, it's another volatile week. The market in the US or around the world go ups and down and uh, really quite um, scary in a way. I mean on Monday um from last the, the before the Friday before um it recovered. The stock market recovered a lot. And we have in the US there's like the highest I've never seen before you know, one one thousand two hundred ninety four points up, moving up, and um, because of the expectation of a rate cut, um, I suppose this this is a snapback. back um, we we bounce so to speak because the U.S. stock market has been down far too long, uh, far too much, or something. Well, not really long, something about seven days or so, but just far too much in this very short space of time, and uh, it just snapped back up. And then Tuesday, some funny things happened. Um, there seems to have, uh, I think, some telephone call or conferencing going on with the G7 uh, um, countries. All uh, the financial ministers were talking about how to, um, um, s- what they need to do to, to match the, to, to cal- calm the market, so to speak, because of this virus uh, and all the scares around the world. And see what what they can do. <clears throat> and then we see uh, probably the, um, Australia, I believe, and Malaysia cut the interest rate. But um the Europe um European countries didn't say much except just that they're going to accommodate but in in retrospect if you look at it, what can they do? They're already on a negative rate and they already you know, buy a lot of, you know, their own bonds back and stuff, they probably do more, but what else can they do? Even more negative, you know, it's not gonna help. Then the US comes in <clears throat> suddenly with a uh, emergency cut and um I think that's a fifty basis points so or half a percentage. The um, initially the market really wa- loves it, you know, and the uh, you, your stock market basically gone up again, go very close to the two hundred day moving average around twenty seven thousand, twenty seven thousand two hundred area on Tuesday. But then something happens near from the middle to the end of the sessions, you know, the, Market in U.S. gone down and it's end of the day minus about 800, 786 points. Uh, that that's quite mm, a telltale sign. It's like a, a, a reversal. Um, <clears throat> normally, from this is from just from my point of view. I mean, you, you don't get emergency rate cut in U.S. or anything around the world unless there's some major problem. So the Fed probably see some problem ahead that. Uh, we, you know, the outsiders don't know about. So, um, and then also, uh, somehow <clears throat> the market uh, is showing that and then doesn't trust whatever um, U.S. is saying and um, basically do a bow turn on the stock market in U.S. and just going down. But the funny thing is on Wednesday, <clears throat> the market again going back up again, another thousand pounds up, uh, 1,173. and But the Treasury view... Treasury 10 years bond, US Treasury bond have gone to like for close to the 1% mark, 1.02 I think. And then Thursday, um one just gone down by 969 points, so almost a 1,000 points. The Treasury yield gone below 1% for the first time. And uh, Friday was gone down, I think about 700, 800 odd points at one point, and then uh, it recovers a bit. But it's still down like two hundred and fifty six points. And the Treasury build uh our bonds in US the ten years one. It's down to like zero point seven seven or something, something very, very low. And just as of yesterday, I think I read from the BBC News, Lebanon couldn't meet its uh bond interest payment and it's likely to default its payment, I think it's due on Monday. Just couldn't pay because of this economic downturn around the world plus the virus going around. And they have their own problem as well. So there's another major country uh, coming up with uh, default coming on Monday. And you step back, for, for me anyway, this, this couple of weeks very much like, I know it's, it's like a deja vu thing. Because I remember back in 2007, 2008, I was a contractor then um, in Bulgaria and watching the financial news with my friends, my work colleague. And then basically just see that the market goes up. Eight hundred pounds, boom! Suddenly gone back down seven hundred pounds, and you keep on hearing um, Europe and around the world, America keep on pumping more money into the financial systems, and the also the what you call the the forex basically you can just go up and down, up and down, um, um, go slowly moving up as well. Those kind of thing, and <clears throat> um, for sort the of past two weeks, to me basically it's more like a deja vu. What I see in 2000, it just come back to my mind and it happens. And the, the main thing that we really prompted it is this emergency cut. Normally, nobody do a cut. The last time it was, uh, Neumann's brother went bust and best on getting over by somebody else and all sort of stuff. Um, but it was only after, I think, I believe it was only, that was only a haf- happened after the race, um, the, the emergency rate cut by the Fed. I think last time, even, even larger, the last time was 75 basis points, so 0.75% rate cut, and that was quite, you know, I've never seen before. But this time, okay, the rate cut is lower, it's you know, still half a percent, it's quite a lot in my view. Um, but the thing is the the volatility. I mean, last you know, 10, 12 years ago, the volatility is, you know, plus minus 800 range. Now you see the volatility of a thousand points up and down, up and down. And last time it's only do like, you know, suddenly there's this last job and then quick rebound the next day. it only happens like, you know, spread it around a couple of months, I think. Now it's like within the space of two weeks, we have thousands of points going up and down, up and down very quickly. I mean, to, to my view, I already say last week or so, uh, there's most likely because of the panic, causes a lot of uh, false selling out there in the market. And and basically people just got scared and, prompt and then got um, cold feet and went into a treasury bond. And this time there's just so much, I suppose, free money running around. There's just, you know, everybody in stocks going into the uh, U.S. treasury bond market. And then try the 10 years yield um, down to, you know, below 1%, which was never heard of. Even back in 2008, I think it was just above 1% or something. You know, it never went below it. Um, so I don't know what's going on this time. It's just so scary. I mean, generally, this, this is how I think. i remember it. You know, interest rate go up when the market goes up. Because it, come, come to think of it, if the economy in any country is doing well, uh, it just, you know, go and buy more external stuff from other countries and stuff. So there's inflation. And so the country's central bank probably just increase interest rate, so just like uh, cool down the the market a bit, you know, economy economics a bit. So it's a uh, nice and steady up. So as the market continue to move up, the interest rate continue to go up. I kind of think, you know, just so that give the the market um, uh, um a more even keel kind of ex- expansion rather than just let them just go, you know, jump and get the inflation go sk- skyrocketing. So that that's a general view. And then when there's problem in the market, the central bank will just basically come in and doing uh rate cuts and then slowly cut, cut, cut until you know the markets settle down or or in the in the case of US there's no more you can cut or something. And I mean look 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 at Europe. You know, what what can they do? Look at um Japan. It's been cutting interest rate to near zero and probably lots of money in it, you know, there's like what you know, loss 30 years, you know, it's not last decade, you know, they've been <laughs> down since 80s or 90s, you know, in, in the dandrum, in the stock market in Japan. And they continue to put more money in, you know, it's not it's not helping them either. And uh, Europe is uh, repeating the first step and US looks like it's repeating the first step. So all this is just not good at all. Um, and then you look at the, the talking heads and the financial news, they say, oh, now it's only... A a correction, because it's down to 12% or something, it's not a bear market yet, you know, you should go in and buy some more I sort of remember that, that similar case uh, was argued on, on, on some financial news like Fox or something I was watching back in 2008 and what happened you know, we all know the, the market tanked and uh, if you have read um, or watched the film called Brooke by uh Michael Covell. I think it's online somewhere or you can buy it, buy it or rent it. And it it's clearly states how, how the whole things went in um, 2007, 2008, especially the bit that talks about um, how the financial news anchor woman and man is saying things and then refuse to, to give him an interview to, to ask, you know, how how can the financial news keep on telling people to buy when the market is tanking? That that sort of stuff. And, and it's, it's worthwhile to... Um, Go go and watch that to refresh and remind yourself what happened. It's so very similar things actually happening this time, but uh, I think the bigger concern this time round, to me anyway, is not, it's not a stock market. It's really the bond market because um, there's too much money going around. The U.S. has been pumping loads of money around the world. Um, this n- this time round, it's not just the U.S. It's been around the world. You know, Japan used to do it a long time, then followed by U.S. And because of the last financial problem, Europe is doing that too. Um, China last time they was not as much in debt. Uh, now they print a lot of paper as well. You know, <coughs> um, mm, a lot of debts coming through. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, but it's still the the. Um, what you call the creditor, the largest creditor of U.S. uh, bonds in the world. Um, um, But because of its own forest problem, and also I think the last six months or a year already, people have been saying, you know, in in Hong Kong and China, uh, that um, the Chinese government is slowly selling government bonds very quietly, you know. It's not been buying rigorously uh, as before. And I, I believe probably they will sell a lot more this time will be in your face a bit more because they have basically the forest problem. The whole country for the last three months is more or less in a shutdown mode. you are not producing anything. Now it's sort of like start to come back up again. But all this, you know, ramp up takes time. So I would say the first six months of this year, it, it more or less producing very little in China as a, a form of output. Um, so they cannot hardly ship anything out to other countries, but they got people there, they need to eat, they consume things, so what are they going to do, either print more money, or um, sell whatever the treasury bonds they have from other countries, in this case, you know, they had, I think they are the biggest holder U.S. treasury bonds, so they will start to sell. So mostly a combination of um, printing more money, more fiscal stimulants, you know, more projects within China, as well as, you know, to pay for it, you know, Selling down some of these uh, US bonds And then because of this scare I think, I think they, they're actually using this um, The Faris scare To sell more bonds quietly <coughs> When everybody's concentrating On the forest on the side How they spread around the world They're just selling more bonds Because they, they need the money They need to buy, need to buy food and, and, and stuff and, um, and then because of the scare um, Other investors from around the world In western world Basically just snap up the, the treasury bond and and uh, I think that that's what's happening at the moment. But the, the other problem I, I see, I think I said in the last couple of pod, podcasts as well, the bond market, uh, it's not just US Fed, uh, you know, asking for more money and people keep buying them. All these IOUs are actually coming out from a lot of, you know, companies, uh, I mean, good companies as well as, so, you know, some companies not making too much money. What I'm worried about is the slowdown of the economy in general, even the strongest one might face pressure paying the interest on the bonds. I mean, Apple's, Amazon's, okay, fair enough. They got a lot of money in the background kind of thing. But what about other other com- companies? And uh, all, those, all those smaller companies as well, they, they, they're not making new sales with the virus coming around. Um, a lot of things got stuck. And uh, I, I don't know how they survive. It's likely you see, a, I mean, instead of just a stock market uh, blow up, you see a lot more you know, bond market blow up as well. I think that similar things happened back in two thousand and eight as well um but I think it's a much bigger bubble this time and um I don't know how how it goes I mean with the with the ten years u s treasury bill uh, gone below one percent, what does that mean? We've never been there before uh not in my lifetime, so I don't know what might happen next. But, just from my own analysis you know I, from the u s down Jones I see it uh, it tried to make some sort of double bottom or something for a short term i mean the le- first time when it go down really big on the down Jones it gone down to as low as two four eight six one and then uh last i think that was done the Friday before. And then it to have a sudden back and only down like two hundred pounds. And last Friday, the Friday just passed, and uh, it gone down to like you know two five two two six, and the market gone down like seven eight hundred pounds one in pawn one time. And then it snapped back up again, and it's um down by two hundred fifty six pound. It's most likely the the short. Um, um, term traders, you know, covering the short and in you know, the weekend want to carry it over, and that that's why the quick snap back. So I don't know what happened next week, but it looks like from just the down zone, just having a look from the chart point of view, it is you know making uh, you know two bottoms and um, uh, one leg is higher the other one. So I won't be surprised for me to see next couple of weeks or so um, we have you know uh, um, a bit of a sideways. Um, move from even a bit up further back up to the to 27,000 mark. And then um, I think mid of March, around 18th of March, there's another US Fed's decision meeting. And uh, it's likely, I mean, the market, I think the bond market is basically telling us um, it's likely the Fed's going to cut another half a percentage point, minimum probably quarter percentage. And uh, we see how it goes. But uh, I think. A lot of people already said this, or I'm just repeating what they said. Um, the Fed, the cutting interest rate is not going to help people's view, is it? I mean, it, it can help the, the market a bit, the economy a bit, but it doesn't calm down people's fear. Remember what I said before you know, the The virus has been around, this Chinese, um, coronavirus has been around, reported publicly back in mid December. And uh, most of the Western world thing it's very much of a Chinese problem or Southeast Asian problem because it spread to Japan and uh, um, South Korea. Now when it hit the doorstep in, in Europe, people suddenly start panicking in the Western world. And, uh, yeah. you know, this this is the type of thing. I think they, the market in general just like gone bananas in, in my view. Initially ignoring the virus, they say, oh, it's only supply chain, it's only China, you know, it's only South Korea over there, you know, poof poof, we don't want to worry about that. Suddenly when it comes to, the, you know, Europe, oh, such a big problem now, everybody's just got so scared and gone right the other way around. And what about, you know, there's not enough test kit or, you know, or medical equipment or clothing, so those kind of stuff, which mostly, you know, a lot of them, the cheap one is manufactured in Southeast Asia, especially in China. And then now they only talk about, you know, you know what we can do, what we should do, how we can, you know, control the, the spread. when um, I mean, the virus is just spread for so, so much. But things like the airborne or, you know, people have been carrying it, and been traveling around before the shutdown in China. And um, because a lot of them are carrying pharmao cases, it's very much similar to a general flu or cold. People has been spreading probably for months before the Chinese lockdown. So that's why I sort of blow up now a bit more. You know, other countries are seeing it, slowly seeing it. And uh, I, I don't know. I just personally feel this, um, this market is going to you know, is tanking, and uh, I'm not going to have you know much hope for this year for 2020. You know, I'm, you can kiss goodbye to you know 2019. You know, up or 20 30 percent kind of thing. It would be even. It'd be a good omen, even if we just break even. You know, no gain this year, but I think uh, the the markets just go down and down the, from from here on for at least for this year, maybe into next year as well. So, people say there's a stock market um, should go up or at least you know go sideways, stable during a um, during a U, um, US, um president's election year, but. That's the past, you know, every year is, is slightly different. Um, this year maybe be same as last time when um, President Trump got elected when uh, Obama handed over to Trump. Um, the market was tanking at the time, but that was change of God, change of different, you know, you know from Democrat to Republican kind of thing. And, but then this time, you know, it's just continuation of a, uh, of a sitting president. Uh, it shouldn't. Uh, have a stock market going down in the US, that's what the belief is, but you know, who say never, 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 you know, things happen the market can just do its things and it's likely the market's gonna come down this year, that's just my point of view uh, but from a trend falling point of view, I don't care I see the market going down I jump on it but like I said uh, in quite a few of my podcasts I, I've gone through the hoops of, you know developing myself and stuff that, those discrepancies yeah, uh, what's it called, um, those, um, technical analysis kind of way thinking is still in me. That's why I have a separate account, you know, those, that's why I, 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 have my own trend following system account as well as other, you know, uh, separate account just, just to, uh, so if I have a, a hunch or something, you know, kind of thing, I separate them, give it that, uh, in the separate account. So it's not affecting my trend following account, but when I put my trend-following hat on, which is you know my core, I, I believe in trend-following very much, so just very systematic approach, just just suit my personality. I just think, well, the market is tanking, it's going down. I know it, I got hurt you know, last week, which I said in my podcast, last podcast. When the market just do a sudden about turn and I just follow the rules, the rules say go down, even though I don't believe it. I thought, wow, suddenly a thousand pound down, you think continue to go down? You know, what, what's my system doing telling me? Well, the system said go down, it's going down, to short the market. Okay, I short the market. And now we, we see it. The shorting on the market was, well, was good. So uh, it covered quite a bit of my losses. In fact, I make some money, so, which, which is good. But you know, these are the type of things that you know, trend following system will do, or trend follower will do with the system said go down, even though the system signal looks ridiculous at the time. You just continue. And um, this is what I'm gonna do. So basically, from my own point of view, basically, I think you know this far as things has sort of been overdone a bit. Um, I mean, you see how human beings' um, emotions go into the market—extreme, you know, high and extreme low—and don't have you know think even you don't step back and think of uh, what is actually happening. So the the efficiency market theory in economics, think everybody is, is rational, that's out of window for me. and Any person is out of window a long time ago. But I'm just wondering why, why the education systems still teach about it? Just a bit of a waste of time to me. I mean, it's, it's better to go talk about uh, economic finance kind of thing. You know how humans interact during you know greed, uh, you know high time and bad time. How people react in the economy. How how they do things in the stock market. That's more interesting. But basically, I mean, I I look at this this market. There's a couple of things I want to share with you that how, why I think it's a bear market. Because those, these are my signs, these are my little indicators that I use uh, from my own uh, development. You know, when I go go through my my journey of being a a trader, I'm still developing myself. But these kind of things I've seen, you know, back in. 2008 more recently and then 2003 and before 2000 year 2000 and you look at it you, you see first of all there's you know when when the, when this market about do is do about turn 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 our way around you see volatile market move up and down You we've seen that recently you know this time thousand pound up thousand pound down you've seen that because the market got spooked about something by some economics or some you know, in this case virus or something else uh or the russia used to the ruble default back in the 80s or something as well those those kind of things that happened so the market just moved up and down then because of the market problems the government have um the finance um yeah the government around the world have got some financial information and basically you know do s- pumping a lot of money into the market which is actually happening in the market. And around the world as well And then they also come in with some sudden uh, emergency cuts And that sort of hold the market a little bit But then, you know, there's more cuts coming down You know, m- not emergency But, you know, subsequent meetings of the financial, you know, authorities You know, c- just continue cut rates <coughs> Excuse me then uh, obviously this uh, scare the people, you know, especially those uh, pension funds and people like those, and go into tre- U.S. treasury bonds. And uh, to to me anyway, this is just my own system, which I talk about in, in the update. You know, my long-term system: the price um, of whatever share price index uh, you're looking at is gone. Well, mini index gone below the 50 days 20 day moving average, and the share price follows through. And um, those are for me this is sign of a bear market uh, It could be a correction, I don't know, but uh, every time there's a large correction or a bear market this this type thing just shows up and then you see a large move of um, gold gone up, and silver is always lacking now at the moment, silver is not moving up much, and gold has already you know gone to near seventeen hundred for right? only two hundred dollars or so towards the all time high nineteen hundred back in twenty twelve or well, I think twenty eleven. So this is the the type of things I I sort of see. You know, also the the other thing is the Talking Heads in the financial news keep on saying, "Oh, it is just a correction." And do you believe there is going to be a bear market? They keep on telling you to you know buy and hold. You know, now is the best time to buy the strong market. I don't what's well, a strong company who can you know sustain this this um, down period. You know, don't get out. But then. What happened back in two thousand and eight? Most shares tanked. Not just ten, twenty percent, thirty, fifty, seventy odd percent. What are you gonna do? Sitting down, listening to the financial talking head they just say, Oh, it cannot go down anymore. Just debate, you know, in, in front of the T V like audience. Can you actually make financial decisions based on those people we talking? You, know, you can't. That's that's another thing that that sort of indicated to me. And of course the the world economy is not doing well, so we've got recession and so forth, so the crude oil goes down. You know, that that's quite 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 other thing. And also while um the market is going it's tanking, people get scared as they go into the US bond market or bond market in general, the the basically the US dollar index going up, which we also see as well. Um so all these um little indicators, just just my pointers, my point of view, um the U.S. market is in a bear market, unless it can break back above the 50 days, 20 day moving average um, on a sustained level. You know, not just a day or two, but actually for weeks and then. And you know, um, I'm not buying this. It's a correction. Personally, I think it's a bear market, and I basically act accordingly. So my, the other things that you know, I, I said it before previously as well. People should to learn about how to short the market you know it might be in the, your country not allowed to do so but there's something called options you can you know buy a put option basically you, you give up a uh, amount of money to say you have the right to sell share price or index at a certain level and uh basically when the market's gone down um you, you make money that way you know options is available i think in most country you know even in u.s if they're not allow ctfd C D, C F Ds or you know spread betting those kind of things. Options is available. Try try to learn that you know. So don't don't. My my message: Don't be a sitting duck when the market gone down. You can make money when the market gone down. It's up to you to learn how. Trend following showing you one way. Why you buy and hold during this during the down market? You can't. You hold. What happened if you got Enron? It gone down by, you know, $60, $100, whatever, to, to pennies who've gone out of business. What happened to your pension funds? You know, what happened to your retirement? Nobody cares more than you about your money, about your own retirement. You think the government's gonna look after you? You know, please, please don't. If, if you think that way, then I think, you know, forget about looking after your own future or doing trading to try to give yourself some edge so you can, you know, retire a bit more comfortably <laughs> and the government is not there to look out to you that's as far as i'm concerned and uh, that's when the stock market going down remember what the u.s saying when the bear goes up he walk up the stairs when the when the when the bulls go yeah goes up when the booze goes up he walk up the stairs when the bear happens it jump out the window as case in point last couple of weeks the price of stock market index around the world just plummeted, especially U.S. And that is what's happening. So um, this is basically how how I see it. I mean, China at the moment is recovering, and I think from Foxconn, uh, from... Um, Taiwan, they're saying people in China, the factory in China already have up to 80% uh, people capacity, you know, going in, people are going back in the work, they'll put us up to 80% capacity, that kind of thing. So it's slowly slowly coming up there, but it, it takes time for the market to you know, come come back you know, to its full gear like before. But I I, I believe, you know, if you look at it longer term, the Asian country will recover first, and... Um, the U.S. market or the Western world we cover next after that, but I think the damage, a lot of this fear is is overdone. But that's just human beings, and uh, you can we can all uh, benefit from it because we traders. And remember, don't stick or love a share or index or forex or whatever and marry to it, and never get out. Okay, when it's really bad, the markets is t- about to turn your system. Say get out, then get out don't marriage your, your your position. That's what I try to say. So without further ado, um, next will be my update on my weekly uh, portfolio update uh, and see how it goes. Okay, first off the bat is Apple. Uh, short term is turn to a buy now, this you know, short term bounce, so, but uh, long term, medium term is neutral. Amazon short term is still selling as last week, long term, medium term is neutral. USD, um, yeah, um, sorry, Australian dollar against USD. Uh, short-term is a buy now, and uh, medium-long-term is still a sell. Crude oil, uh, bank crude, and uh, US crude T- WTI, they are both um, short-term sell, long-term sell, medium-term sell. It's not a surprise, especially I think on Friday, um, the OPEC tried to get Russia to agree to a price cut. Or number price, uh Cut the uh, the output of the um of of the oil crude oil, but uh, they didn't agree, and uh, I think it gone down like four dollars or something. And like that's like ten percent these days, and um, it's a lot a lot. But I think a bit overdone. However, my system basically say, uh, well, just for the market who okay, cares? So okay, fine, sell, continue to sell. So, I hope you you cover on those. Uh, Next is DAX, um, same as crude oil basically, long term, medium, short term is a sell. Down Jones, short term is still a buy, just, you know, we got the bounce on on Monday and uh, basically the week, last week, um, the down Jones, I think still positive, just positive, so still a buy, short term, but long term, medium term is still a sell. FUSI, uh, same as DAX, um, basically sell across the board, so all the European indexes, Uh, tracking here the two indices is going down i believe france is in a similar position but i'm not tracking here um gold um short term is now a buy long term medium term is also a buy so full steam ahead i think uh, one thing worth noting on the on gold is um last time when um the gold went up to i think 1691 something area and it's doing similar thing on friday i think last friday and it went up to 1689 or something very close to 1691 area and then it did a about turn uh went down to you know 50 or something and then you know stabilized back to 1670 area so fluctuating a lot so if the if down jones or u.s market stabilized a bit or around the world stabilized a bit you can probably see you know the the gold you know coming back down again but i'm not you know I'm not getting my hopes up, I just go let the market tell me what to do. So in, as far as my trend following system tells me, it's still good to go, it's buy across the board. Hang Seng, uh, the Hong Kong index, uh, sell short term, medium term is neutral, long term still a sell. Nasdaq, sell short term still, medium and long term is neutral. Nikkei, uh, well, it's similar down, Dow Jones. Uh, basically, uh, well, similar Um basically sell across the bottom short term medium term long term is still sell silver uh short term is uh, buy but medium long term still um neutral so it's not doing much uh, apart short term is following what gold does silver basically long medium term the trend um, still sort of neutral not doing much around the 1750 area um, USD, again, the Chinese one, short term is a sell, medium term is neutral, long term still a sell. Um, well, USD, again, Japanese yen, is a sell across the board, short, medium, long term. We've seen that, basically, I think that that's what I would say, wasn't it? Um, when um, the US market is tanking, um, people who borrow money cheaply from um, very low interest rate country in used to be back in 2008 used to be just japan but now it's also in europe as well so basically um when you know, the stock market in us is tanking people just basically go and buy japanese yen as well as european dollar euro um to basically return the money back to source so to speak you know and uh, just wait and see Actually, we return it back or not to the to work the lender is i don't know but it's definitely changing back to its own original currency and which is driving up the yen as well as the euro the yen is not helping in every i think march uh, i think that's the end and they bring a lot of the money from outside japan back to um Japan for the yen calculation for a lot of the uh, companies and that also drive, significantly drive um, a driving force uh, of Japanese yen going higher. So uh, basically, a perfect storm. Um, Personally, I think 105 uh, for my analysis is about right, you know, about the bottom, but it can go a bit further because just human emotion driving the market at the moment. It can even go be the 105 to a U.S. dollar area. Well time will tell next British pounds against Japanese yen because the Japanese yen gone down so similar to the USD against Japanese yen yeah, short term medium term long term is a sell for British pound against Japanese yen but for the British pound against the US dollar um, slowly is following what the euro is doing so short term is a buy medium term is uh, neutral long term is a buy so a bit of a well, two halves, Japanese, the British plan against Japanese, you yeah, still tanking, uh, the British plan against USD is coming up, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see, Bitcoin, uh, well, this is still sell, short-term, medium, and long-term, still neutral, there's a lot of talks, that, you know, saying you know, out there, Bitcoin is still holding up, holding up, uh, still going here, you know, boom market coming up, I don't know. My my analysis is basically telling me short term is a sale, medium long term is uh, neutral at the moment. We just have to wait and see. Um, the bit I introduced last week, LTL, you know, the ETF which um the the treasury high high end uh, treasury bond. I think it's twenty plus years one. Um, basically, it's buy just like last week. Basically on Friday as well, it gone up significantly because you know, the US Treasury 10-year yield bonds gone down. So when the yield goes down in US Treasury bonds, the actual price has gone up. So in this case, it's helping this LTL ETF and the price just gone up and up and up. So we just wait and see. So I use this as a barometer, basically just check how crazy it is with the bond market. And uh, also I trading on that one. So. You should, because I don't generally trade a bond, but I think this ETF will help me and uh, I found it and uh, I'm going to go in at the moment. It's um, like last week I started uh, tracking it and buying it and it's buy so which is good. We just have to wait and see basically that's the end of my podcast for this time so in the volatile market i just hope everybody keep their hats on follow the systems don't marry the position and don't lose faith you know the market's just gonna do its things and in this instance you know reduce your trading size and um so you keep you know basically your know, steam keep the same risk, okay don't increase your risk by you know giving it your your position a bit more breathing room you can do that by reducing reducing your trading size okay instead of buying ten lots or ten shares whatever it is you know buy one you know just tracking it you know buy a thousand just buy a hundred you know keep yourself breathing room keep the same risk because at the end of the day. We trade every risk to be normalized, okay, because we don't know which one, which of the trade will make you lose some money or which one will lose your tons of money. And basically, if you keep the risk the same, um, you will you will come up um, good at the end of the day. Um, as I said previously, a lot of my podcasts I've never seen, you know, personally, I haven't seen a consecutive 20 losses in a row. Well I seen seven eight. You know some other people I read about have ten fifteen. I mean, we, we just have to wait and see all this fluctuation market going up and down. But when it happens, it hurts. I know it hurts emotionally and you want to make your money back quickly. But the other thing also still in, in you is if you say you lost market in Apple or lost money in Apple, you doesn't have to make your money back in Apple. You can make it back in bond or Forex or some other shares. Okay, it, this, These things have to get even, get even back, get your money back from the stock market, from the same share or same instrument you use. Don't Don't do that. There's other bull market here that's in LTL, um, tracking the you know, the US bond is making loads of money here. And it's going, um, you know, why, why don't you de- we deploy your money all the other way around? All this buy and holder, sorry. I'm not in that camp, I don't believe in that. I believe in what the market does. You always just do its things. Sometimes you agree with it, sometimes you're not. Oh, I'm just a trader, I'm trying to make money. So remember this, especially when for the time when you're not making money. Stay strong, continue, keep on ploughing, don't keep on your system. All your tests have should have been done before you actually go to the market. You haven't done that, get out of the market, keep your money dry, keep out it dry so to speak, and go back and retest your system. Just make sure. I mean, don't don't have don't try to be in a hurry, trying to make money. The market will still be there tomorrow unless we got hit. I mean Earth get hit by a big major meteorite. right? And then we all buggered, you know, we all die. Yeah, money in that sense is nothing. You just try to survive. So unless that happens, I say that market will still be there tomorrow and you should be more rational. You know, the market is not rational and uh, you you should be. I mean, this come to my mind is what Warren Buffett said. When the market is fearful, we should be greedy. When the market is greedy, we should be fearful. I take this as when the market is doing its things going to extreme, you need to keep an even queue you're even thinking okay think of an analysis how it goes and stick with your system as a trend follower i also stick into uh, look into fundamental as well but i believe and this is my in uh, bottom of my heart trend following systematic trading is the best way to beat the market to make money you can married it plus a bit of fundamental or whatever your you know, your flat is, but everything comes down to maths. come down to the basics. Bond. Can you trust those maths? Can you trust those systems? If you are new to trend following, learn. But learn trusting your system by you know you can use um um what you call demo account. But demo account. I've said it before. I've said it again here. Yeah, uh, because if you don't have real money actually on the market, actually losing money and your emotion won't kick in in a demo account. It's only half a bucket. You want to learn the other bit. That's when you're losing money. While you're actually losing money, you learn tons about yourself. But you don't have to spend lots of money learning it, you know. Buy one share of Apple, just tracking it for a year and see how it goes. Okay, you think that's simple? Go okay, try to buy 10. Still think simple? Go to 100 yourself every year just to do that and slowly and surely you find yourself what you can tolerate what you cannot tolerate and hopefully during that time you see some bear market as well it's good market um you then you see what you're making of, and do you actually trust your systems and do things with it you know there's no free lunch out there you know don't believe all those courses out there say hey buy this course and you become a millionaire. no time like me driving a lamborghini well excuse me they forgot to tell you it took them 10 20 years Look at Warren Buffett, you know, compounding increase 30 percent, but I took him like thirty years. I mean, all a lot of people into Instagram, um, um, social media nowadays, YouTubers, you see them, you know, making money. Hey, look how much I make! Blah blah blah. No, they make um through a lot of hard work those actual ones, those good ones. And they just, you know, they have actually show you how much hard work they've done, especially when they are down big time and they still stick with the system and come back up again. And um, I think Team Skype is one of the things i a person I look at, you know, he, he personally trained quite a few people. And I look at these YouTube videos and, and what, what does, you know, some of his students are fantastic, but remember oh, how long took those students? I think one of the, the, the highest, the best one he got is started from just under two grand. And now it's like, I've got 10 million profit or something. But I took him like 10 years, took him a decade to do that with a mentor, checking him out, helping him, encouraging him. We, as a, you know, nobody trying to learn ourselves, try to beat the market on our own. There's chance. There's always chance, but it just takes time. You you can learn just like you can learn to swim, but you want to become an Olympian, sorry, you know, become a top one percent. You need coach, you need direction, you need constant hard work. I've seen in my children doing competition gymnastics, That top five percent, you can reach it, you know, with hard work, with some guidance. But you want to go to top one percent, you really need lots of guidance, really about soul searching and work hard, work like a dog. So. I hope this podcast um, is helpful to you and I will speak to you next week. Bye for now. Ciao, ciao.